Jesus is altogether other than us in the way he looks at situations, people and circumstances. If you followed the teaching on the school of the spirit, which incidentally I shall be revisiting shortly, you'll know what I'm talking about. The fact is that wherever we look, we discover there is a clash of wills between Jesus and us. There's a clash of judgments, purpose, minds, ideas, a clash of perceptions, of values. Clash, clash, clash. We're discovering the reality of the application of the cross to our lives and there's a clash of wills, mine and his. We say freely enough, thy will be done, but when it starts, something kicks off in us. It isn't new. Jesus always has this effect. Two value systems colliding. Just look again at the Gospels. There was a clash between Jesus and the religious leaders and he clashed with his disciples frequently. They thought one thing, he thought something completely different and they didn't like it. He has a heavenly mind. They and we have an earthly one. That's our journey right there, the journey of transformation that Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about. Being transformed in our minds. During the course of our journey together, you'll have noticed him saying things that just don't compute to your natural mind. Sometimes the other than inside of you is insisting on a certain course of action that you consider absolute madness. But the insistence is there. Do the thing, whatever it is. You can't escape it. It has to be this way or no way. Do it. There's no reconciliation here. That old earthly man has got to allow the new heavenly man to take precedence. If any man will come after me, let him deny himself and follow me. Takes on a new meaning. Deny yourself your arguments, your justifications for why you can't do it, your assessment of the situation, your judgment, your suspicion, your common sense, deny it. Do the thing, just as he tells you. We can never be sure we're doing the right thing unless we submit to him, keep him in that place of preeminence, ourselves in that place of submission to his lordship. Rendering him first position and ourselves his love slaves. He intends that we should have everything. He wants abundance, not measure. He isn't second lining us. All of this is allowed to bring us into fullness, not to deny us. But he must have his place of absolute lordship in order that we come into his fullness. We come after him in order to derive all the benefits, all the value he places on us. We aren't being repressed or squashed, but following after. Who minds taking second place if you get all that comes to the one in the first place? It's the only safe place to be.